Did you ever play the over-under game with your friends? You know, think I could eat that slice of pizza in under 30 seconds? I know I did. If you have, then you're going to love Pick 6, the new fantasy game from DraftKings, an official partner of the NBA. Download the new DraftKings Pick 6 app now and use code DKHOOPS for a shot at huge cash prizes. That's code DKHOOPS only on DraftKings Pick 6. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. 18 plus in most eligible states. Age varies by jurisdiction. Eligibility restrictions apply. Pick 6 not available in all states, including, but not limited to, Connecticut and New York. For up-to-date list of states, visit dkng.co slash pick6states. Void where prohibited. See terms at pick6.draftkings.com slash promos. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome in to NBA Pulse, a production of iHeartRadio and the NBA. I'm Sarah Kustak, NBA analyst for the Yes Network, and today is Friday, November 17th. From our extraordinary core group of NBA journalists, we're joined now by Michael C. Wright. And Michael, you got your MVP ladder out again. Uh, some similarities, a little bit of movement. We've got Nikola Jokic still holding on to that number one spot with his 9-2 and two Denver Nuggets, but up to number two is Luka Doncic, Dallas Nine and three at this point. Um, down from two is Joel Embiid. Jason Tatum is number four. Shea Gilgis Alexander at number five. And I, I also, I'm always intrigued by the six, seven, eight, nine, uh, and just kind of how things uh, fall in that respect. And Anthony Edwards, Tyrese Halliburton, Tyrese Maxey, Bam Adebayo. You got some um, fun names of younger players who just continue uh, to showcase a lot of their talents and a lot of the optimism for the players they will become. Um, but with that being said, Looking at Luka, jumping to number two, what the Dallas Mavericks have done, uh, Philadelphia. I, I want to start with SGA, though, at number five. Uh, Shea Gilgis-Alexander has been balling out. Oklahoma City Thunder continue to impress. Wallace slobs it up. There is SGA right over the top for the alley-oop as Wallace found him in transition. What have you liked about what you have seen in him? Oh, that's a good one. It's a good question because what I've seen in him earlier in the season, I think the first Sunday of the season, I watched Shea Gilgis Alexander go two of 16 and the Denver Nuggets just, you know, beat him really bad. And I was like, well, was what we saw last year from SGA? Was that just a fluke? 
Well, obviously it's not because, you know, he sort of just picked right back up where he left off, been balling, you know, like people talk about the fact that he scored something like what I think he's had like seven games or 30 points or something like that. But this kid came into last night's game against the Warriors, leading the league in steals, 2.6 a game, and he ended up getting two against the, the Warriors. I don't know. I don't know what to say about SGA, but he's got this weird old man game, this herky-jerky style, and nobody can do anything with it. And so, you know, he's been really fun to watch. And then, like, just him leading the third youngest team in the NBA. And he's got so many, you know, nice little pieces around him. You know, you got Josh Giddy. Once he gets a jump shot, he's going to be nasty. Lou Dort defends like crazy. Jalen Williams. And you got, you know, the rookie Chet Holmgren. And he's really been balling this season. He's got, like, four double-doubles. He's tied among rookies for first and blocked. Domingo. He's on SGA. SGA, little stutter step, finds Holmgren inside. There's the foul, and it goes. So, I, no, actually, he's got 26 blocks. I think he might have it all by himself. But he's been playing really well. So, you know, just a fun team, and SGA is just the right guy to lead that team. Yeah, and you mentioned Chet with another double-double last yeah. night. Um or we, we get into that Thunder Warriors game. How much do you think it's factored in? The player we see Oklahoma City is sitting now um, in fifth in, in the Western Conference. I know it's still early on here, but they're eight and four record. Uh, you mentioned a lot of young players, but you've seen this coming along. You've seen what Mark Dagnalt has done with this group and in just moments and flashes of how it seems like they're a little bit ahead of schedule. You know, I remember watching, you mentioned some of these players, you watch them and you're like, wow, okay, you can see how the pieces are starting to fit together. And, and also some moves that potentially Sam Presti can make moving forward, pending how they're going along. How much do you think that Shea has potentially been overlooked um, in a general sense because Oklahoma City Thunder hasn't always been as highly viewed, highly watched, getting as much exposure across the board and not necessarily garnering that same amount of attention um, other than those of us who, you know, are, are basketball heads watching them, um, you know, night by night. I think that really he didn't start to get on the radar until he signed that big contract. You know, once that extension finally kicked in, I think that was last year. Right. Um, but before that, I think that like for me specifically, he, he caught my eye in the, in the bubble, just, just outstanding. And, uh, you know, I think that that series, they almost upset the Rockets in the bubble. And so I was like, okay, this kid is something else. But also, you know, I think the, the that, you know, him flying under the radar is somewhat by design because obviously, you know, Oklahoma City is a small market. And, you know, let's be honest here, just given the pieces that they've got right now, Sam Presti could go out there and make some moves to try to make this team a contender right now. And so you have to, you know, give him some credit because I think it takes a lot of restraint to say, you know, let's get these pieces let's get all these draft assets and picks and stuff let's just hold them here see what these guys are before we start making moves you know moving towards the future i mean it's the same thing that's going on in san antonio right now but i just think it takes an incredible amount of restraint to be able to do that but you have to have that restraint to be able to build something sustainable and i think that's what they're doing out at oklahoma city yeah, so Oklahoma City, um, as I mentioned, 128-109 win against the Warriors. Uh, Shea has 24.7 assists. Chet with 13-10. and 10. Isaiah Joe off the bench. Big game. Ooh. 
points. He was hot. From the outside, why not? Isaiah Joe shoots another one. Seven for seven, Isaiah Joe. All seven of his shots have been from deep. But speaking of sustainable, uh, that's what the Warriors are looking to get back to. They've now lost five straight. Draymond Green suspended for those five games. Chokehold on Rudy Gobert. Um, Steph will be reevaluated this week with that knee injury, but he's missed some time. Kaminga had a big night last night, which was good to see with 21 points. Uh, Pajemski has been someone who's opened up eyes. Uh, and Steve Kerr has really liked and said will remain a part of the rotation. But overall for the Warriors, how big are your concerns that despite the fact they're missing time with Steph, um, despite there's another incident here with Draymond Green now having to miss time with the suspension, uh, that this is will be hard for them to get back on track in a very challenging Western Conference. Well, Sarah, they have lost five in a row. And you remember last year we, t- we were talking about how the Warriors couldn't win on the road. Now they can't win at home. I mean, I think they're like one in five at home. So, you know, that's a little concerning. And, you know, one thing you did mention that we should mention probably here is, you know, Gary Payton left that game last night with a sprained ankle. Now, the x-rays were negative, but, you know, that's something to look at, you know, moving forward. Okay, let's look at Clay Thompson. I mean, yeah, he got suspended the other night against Minnesota or ejected, but he scored five points in his last two games. And so that's a little concerning. Now, I will say that, you know, you're talking about a Golden State Warriors team that basically has championship DNA. I think they're going to be just fine. But I also think that the Warriors, I don't know if they miscalculated or whether the timeline needs to be sped up a little bit, but you know, you know, Kaminga had a season high last night in scoring, but he's a guy that really hasn't quite lived up to what they thought he would be. You know, Andrew Wiggins, you know, they signed him to the deal and, you know, he, he's great to start, but like he hasn't, you know, I, I don't think he's hit a three in like eight games. Yeah. There's been eight games. He hadn't made a three pointer. So I, I don't know. I, I think that, it can come together, but I think they got so many new moving uh, parts and stuff like with Chris Paul sort of trying to run that second unit. I think it's going to take a little time to come together. But in the West, as you mentioned, you don't really have time, you know, because everybody's so good. So I don't know. Let's just see what happens. Uh, Draymond, I think, comes back November 28th. Uh, and I think that game is against the Kings in the end season tournament. So that's the perfect time for him to come back. But, you know, it's. It's definitely something to keep an eye on, and it is concerning at this point. Yeah, and still six and seven at this point, uh, so there is some runway. But uh, back to your MVP ladder, and speaking of teams that that are, are well ahead on the runway, the Dallas Mavericks sitting right behind the Denver Nuggets with a nine and three record. Uh, of course, as always, when they are finding success, a major factor in that is Luka Doncic. What what was your reasoning uh, behind Luca making that jump to the number two spot in in the ways in which um, he's in a, not just been producing in terms of points and numbers, uh, but what you've seen out of his play? Well, you know, I like the way he came back from Wednesday at uh, New Orleans. I mean, he had a terrible game. He was complaining about the court and all that stuff. But he comes back and there's no Kyrie Irving. He's got a foot injury and he's got 26 points, 10 assists. You know, just just a, a great game by him. But I, also, I'm looking at sort of what he's done throughout the season. Special things are happening with Luka right now. One more. Shoot it. And from near the hash mark, 42! And a long time to play! 
because, you know, I, I mean, as of right now, I think the Mavericks are on pace and, you know, you've heard this before, but they're on pace to have, you know, the just the most efficient offense in NBA history. And I think a big part of it is sort of what Luka has done to change his game. I mean, it's not anything major, but, you know, in the past, when you've watched the, the Mavericks on offense, you know, it's this plotting thing. It's slow. It's, it's Luka dribble, dribble, dribble. And then, you know, then he makes a decision or whatever. But now they are, you know, they're getting out in transition more. You know, Luka's actually, you know, shoot and catch and shoot threes. And, you know, you didn't expect that from him. And so, you know, there are some little subtle changes that have had gotten the Mavericks to play faster than they ever have. And, and I want to say they're like number five right now in the NBA in pace. And I, I don't know off the top of my head, but I would say the last three or four years, they probably have been at the bottom of the league in pace. So just little things like that. And I, you know, I talked to Jason Kidd early, early, like uh, their media day. And he kept saying that, you know, everybody keeps talking about this dynamic between Luka Doncic and Kyrie Irving. He said, that's not what it's about. It's about how all the guys around them fit. How does Derrick Jones Jr. fit? You know, Grant Williams, Derek Lively, Jaden Hard, Hardy, Josh Green, Maxi Cleaver, you know, uh, Tim Hardaway Jr., who's been shoot, just shooting the lights out lately. Well, you know, it was about how all those guys would fit around those two dynamic guards. And so far, so good. I, I like what I've seen. And, you know, they, they've won some games. And I'm also surprised, too. I, I just was looking at the numbers yesterday. Luka Doncic, you know, like one of the things he's really done well is he shoots he shoots the skin off the ball in clutch situations. I mean, he's five or seven from deep this season in clutch time. And, you know, think about this. Dallas played 55 clutch games last season. And Luka Doncic was 7 of 36 in those situations from three. So you've seen a little bit, you know, it, it, it doesn't look different, but it really is if you pay close attention to what the Dallas Mavericks are doing right now. Two quick things on that. And I've noticed, obviously, have already been to Dallas um, calling a game with the Mavs. But Luka's shooting 42% from three this year. So to your point, it's yes. not and I feel like he's always he's always hit big time shots in the clutch. Uh, but prior to that, only twice he shot at least 35 percent from three. So I think there was always a, a little bit of deception of how efficient he was from the three point line because of those timely makes, which obviously is what you want in your superstar. Um, but that changes the entire dynamic uh, of how they play when he's hitting at that clip, a 42% clip. Um, and the guys around him, I think Derek Lively, that has made a major shift and just a rim rolling big yeah. and move and how they work the pick and roll. And obviously that goes in accordance with Kyrie Irving. I think, you know, Tim Hardaway Jr. coming off the bench like that, just how that the whole rotation and lineup of, of how they're utilizing guys, the Grant William aspect of what he does defensively in knocking down threes. I think there's a lot of synergy um, with this group. And like you said, I think the fact that they're playing faster benefits Luca, despite that not being his natural instinct of how he plays. I think that's been something that has been really, um, really terrific and has helped his amount of, of efficiency just in, in a lot of different areas. Uh, so you're talking the West talking those at the top let's let's get over to the eastern conference after the break we we know boston and philadelphia have been rolling uh but the miami heat coming out and uh really showcasing a lot of what that heat culture is all about we'll get to that after the break welcome back to ma pulse sarah Kustak joined by michael c Wright and 
Michael, the Miami Heat, Jimmy Butler, Bam Adebayo, seven wins in a row. Uh, they beat the Brooklyn Nets last night in Miami, 122-115. to And they've had, I mean, they're missing Tyler Hero, um, but this seven-game stretch, they've had a big jump in their offensive production. Their defense has been top 10, but it's been even better, whether it's points off turnover, steals, all of that. They can suffocate teams. That's exactly what they've been doing. Uh, Jimmy Butler, slow start to the season, but he had a season-high 32 against Charlotte on Tuesday, and then just last night, 36 points. He was tremendous. He was aggressive. Butler gets a screen from Duncan, gets to the paint, gets the bucket, and a trip to the free-throw line. Bam Adebayo has been spectacular, as we know, in your MVP ladder. He's sitting there at number nine, uh, but he's a a double-double every night. When you look at this team, and including Duncan Robinson, who... He's now, um, you know, really his impact on the offense when he's hitting threes and he's been doing so at a, a super high clip and at a much higher volume with Tyler Hero been out and him being in the starting lineup. Uh, what do you like about Miami and, and what do you see at this part of the season? Because sometimes they, they obviously prioritize the postseason. You don't always see the Heat team you're going to see in the regular season, but to think where they're sitting right now, how they've been playing, uh, what stands out to you about this stretch for Spolstra's crew? A couple things, Sarah. I would say, you know, in this seven-game winning streak, you know, one of the, the impressive parts of this, four of those wins were on the road. And, you know, you saw them, uh, what, last night. I saw them Sunday. And I watched Duncan Robinson tear the Spurs apart. <laughs> they, the Spurs could not do anything with that, man. He was hitting step back threes, side step threes, everything. He had 26 points against the Spurs. And I think they played that game without Kyle Lowry. And that's the thing about the Miami Heat is that, you know, you don't necessarily have to have all your main people. And that next man always steps up. And that's almost like a hallmark of what the Miami Heat, you know, it's just what they do. It's part of the culture. And, you know, one thing you mentioned was that, you know, the, the, the Miami Heat team that we see right now probably won't be the Miami Heat team that we see in the playoffs because of what we just said. They have so many interchangeable parts. They've got so they've done such a great job of develop, developing young talent to where they're ready to play when it's time. But, you know, I'm I'm looking forward to seeing what happens here because, you know, as of right now, I think the Heat are in a nine-game, 18-day stretch right now. And, you know, so their next five games are going to be on the road starting Saturday at Chicago. Say they win all those games. What does that say about the Miami Heat? That's what I'm looking forward to seeing. Yeah, it, it like you said, though, but a brutal schedule. Four games on the road, come home for one, another five yeah. on the road. Um, but, yeah, Duncan Robinson, another 26 last night, and and all of them have been impressive. They've been clicking, sitting now in third place in the Eastern Conference. Will be a fun watch, and Michael will be a fun watch tonight. Speaking of standings, we've got more in-season tournament play uh, things are picking up now, you know, now you're kind of looking at the standings, looking at the course, everyone's discussing things. You got a, a nice, um, matchup is you see the 76ers taking on the Atlanta Hawks, um, Boston, Toronto, Denver, and New Orleans. Uh, what, what's impressed you about the, the maybe attention of the in-season tournament, maybe how it's building a little bit. What, what have, what have you liked about it at this juncture? Oh, uh, I can't. 
And you know what, Sarah? I got. I have to admit this because okay. So the way my schedule has worked out here recently, Fridays are my big TV days where I have to do a lot of TV, and so I can't actually get to a game. I haven't been to any of the games in person, but what I've seen so far is that the competitiveness is definitely ratcheted up. And you know, uh, Greg Popovich mentioned this the other day. He was saying that you know the thing about these athletes is that when you put a prize out there when you say uh you know you win this you know when you do that naturally those competitive juices are going to flow and so you're going to have you know guys going harder for these in-season tournament games and that's what we've seen um you know i was a little i i didn't think that that would be the case when they first announced this but when you watch it on tv all these games are chippy they're they're, they're all you haven't seen a ton of blowouts you know it, it's there have been some really good games so you know, I, I look forward to seeing what what's going on tonight. I won't be at the arena for King Spurs, but I will be watching it on TV. Yeah, you said it's 730 Eastern on ESPN um, is when the Kings visit the Spurs. Uh, following that up, the Suns at the Jazz on ESPN, but 11 games on the slate for the IST. Uh, Michael C. Wright, as always, we appreciate your time. Uh, and we'll check you out on NBA.com and in all the other spots. Be reading and watching you. All right. NBA Pulse with Sarah Kustak is a production of the NBA and iHeartRadio. Please rate, review, and subscribe on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.